What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's Cloud with you here in another New Vision podcast, and we are in the book of Hebrews. Got a book study coming at you, and uh, of course the podcast is a companion to the sermon series where we're going through the book of Hebrews, and that series is called Greater Than. So it's all about, and the Hebrews is pretty much all about how Jesus is greater than a prophet, an angel, any priest, any old covenant institution, et cetera, et cetera. And so the book kind of, it, it expounds. It's kind of this sermon sermon slash letter. We don't know who it wrote, who wrote it. And um, anyways, the whole book is basically, it's an indicative. So it's informing us of how Christ is greater than, you know, underscore. It's He's greater than this and he's greater than that. And why is that important? And so th- throughout the book, that's this huge theme is very eloquent. It's one of the most polished books in the New Testament. But throughout the book, there's also these imperatives. In other words, do this, do not do that. So we have the indicative and the imperative. And so each reader, us, we, as we hear, as we hear these messages and the sermons, and as we read the book for ourselves, uh, we're rather than, you know, just being informed, we're being told, hey, you know, don't leave this great salvation that you have in Christ because Christ is greater than. And so we're called to to hold on to our salvation by faith and put our true rest and, and our trust and in Christ and, and encourages us to persevere. And so in that, I am in, I'm picking up in chapter two, another thing about the, the New Testament in general, but especially the book of Hebrews it is very polished and eloquent. It's one of those things where, like, you know, every couple words could be a whole sermon. And so I've just got verses 1 through 4 in the first part of Hebrews chapter 2. So I'm going to read that. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and this is the ESV Bible. Therefore, we mu- Okay, i got to stop. <laughs> You've probably heard this in church before, and I think we got a sermon coming up on this as well. But... Um, Really quickly, I'll promise I'll read the scripture in its entirety. But anytime you see a therefore, you got to ask, hey, what's the therefore, therefore? I know that's cheesy, but what's the therefore, therefore? And so before we read that, we've got to sum up, hey, again, if you're maybe today's your first time listening to the podcast. And so just to recap for anybody who's listened before, but maybe you're not aware, this therefore is therefore because of all the things that's happened in chapter one up to this point. And so the author of Hebrews is, he's opened up talking about how Jesus is the greater word. God's speaking to us. It's, it's so much greater than the prophets. You know how Jesus uh, or God spoke to us through a donkey in the, in the Old Testament. And then uh, he goes on to talk about how Jesus is greater than angels. And some of us in our context are like, well, I don't really think that's kind of weird, but he's explaining this to his original audience. And he's talking about, look, Jesus is greater than the angels. And, you know, they're like, well, if he was a man, Jesus was a man, how can he be greater than angels? And so the author of Hebrews is like, no, he's greater than angels because he's called the son of God. No angel ever had that status to be the very son of God. You know, he's going to inherit everything. Uh, Everything was for him. That's the point of the Bible. And then, so, of course, he's greater than angels in that way. And he was worshipped by angels. And, you know, a lot of times in in the Bible, people encounter angels and they're deathly afraid. And in uh, Revelation, John starts worshiping, and the angel's like, no, 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 I, I'm, don't worship me. You know, we're, we're impressed by Jesus. And so for the original audience to be 
they're really impressed with all the, these angels. And the author's like, no, I mean, Jesus is worshiped by angels, so he's greater than angels. Uh, he goes on to talk about how Jesus rules over the angels. They, the angels are his servants. In fact, they serve us. And so, you know, Jesus is ruling over angels, and he's greater than angels in that way. Jesus made the angels in verses 10 through 12 in, in chapter 1. It's like, okay, he made the angels. Enough said. That's that's all, that's all I need. And so, anyways, the therefore in chapter 2 is talking about he's making this long theological argument that's engaging with where the audience was at. They were impressed with angels. Some of us might not be impressed with angels, but we're impressed by many other things that aren't Jesus. And so, why does this matter? All right. Therefore, now we're in chapter 2. Therefore, verse 1, uh, we're in, again, Hebrews chapter 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it is attested to us by those who heard. While God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. All right, so here we're coming out of chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, in just a short first four verses, we are already given one of the very first, you know, imperatives in the book of Hebrews. We've got all this indicative, like, hey, Jesus is better than this. Jesus is better than angels, and that's going to continue on through the whole book. But here we go. Here's one of the first warning passages in Hebrews, and those are those famous warning passages. We'll be spending more time on that. Uh, throughout the series, and I'm sure we will get to it in these podcasts. It's one of those things that people debate about, but again, it's one of those things. The author of Hebrews, he's writing to an audience of believers, and he says, therefore we, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. So I believe he's talking about believers, and he's including himself in that. So you may be asking yourself, and I know I did when I first read this, I'm like, why? Why is he talking about angels? And then all of a sudden he goes into this warning here. I, I don't get that. Well, it goes back to understanding who the audience is. These are converted Jews, the Hebrews. They are Christians, but they're living in these metropolitan areas. And there's a lot of stuff going on at the time. There's some bad teaching going around. There's, of course, oppression like there usually was in that century. Uh, and so they, they've got this temptation. So if these Jews who are now Christians, if they would... You know, again, there's a lot more closeness between Judaism and Christianity at this time in history. There hasn't been as much separation. The temple, the temple in Jerusalem hasn't been destroyed. This is before 70 A.D., and so there's there's a lot of tension between the, the converted Jews and their old way of life. And so that's what the Hebrews is kind of entering into. And so he's talking about angels, and then he goes into a warning. We're like, what? But it goes back to the audience. So if they, if this audience in their time, if they would simply agree, you know, and go with the flow that Jesus was, you know, he was just a man. And so, you know, if they were impressed with angels at the time, you can say, well, Jesus was either an angel or, you know, maybe he, maybe he's a great angel or something, but he's not, he's not the God man. And, you know, we don't have to deny, he's just a great teacher. He's a great teacher and uh, he, he's a great prophet. Well, no. So the Hebrew, the author of Hebrews is like, no, you can't get away with that. He's greater than a prophet and he's greater than the angels. And so I think, I think where the, the rubber meets the road on the, the application on this is, you know, one does not have to completely deny Jesus. You know, we don't always, we're not always put in that thing that, hey, renounce your faith. They're, they're, they're renouncing their faith, but it's kind of in this subtle way. 
that they have the temptation to renounce their faith. So you, they, they're trying not to, you know, deny Jesus outright, but they're simply, you know, kind of drifting by affirming that he's kind of the best man to walk the planet, you know, and if they, if they do this, if they kind of conform to parts of their old way of life, then they can get by. And I think, I think we've got a sermon coming up on this, and the big point is that we tend to drift. And so at the application, how does this apply? This is a warning in Hebrews, and, and it's, wow, okay, this still applies to us. We're, not, we're probably not tempted to worship angels or go back to temple sacrifices or anything here in 2021, but we're all tempted to drift. I mean, think of a boat. If it doesn't have an anchor you know, and the engine's not going, you're not going to stay in one place. You're going to go where the wind goes. You're going to go where the current goes. There's no choice. I'm, I mean, I'm not a boat guy, but I kind of watched, you know, the muscle cars and the off-roading and that kind of stuff. It's, it's interesting. It's like if you take a Jeep on this really muddy hill and you, you hammer the accelerator and you go up that hill, you know, you're going to spin the tires, but you're, you're going to have that momentum and you're going to get up there. You don't go halfway and stop. It's not how it works. You're not going to get going again. You're going to slide backwards. And so whatever your metaphor is, it's, it's drift. And that's what the author of Hebrews is talking about. We are drifting. And so he says, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it in verse one. That could be anything in your life, whether it's suffering, it's opposition, you're busy all the time, it's your cell phone. I know we've heard that. It's your cell phone, it's some sin that you just don't want to repent of. Or you're just chilling, you're complacent, and you've lost all momentum. And so that, that kind of leaves us the question with where do we see drift in our life? That's a question we can ask ourselves. And as we're asking ourselves, where, where do I tend to drift? The author of Hebrews continues to write on. He's talking about, hey, we tend to drift. And then he warns them. He warns us. And then he goes into this lesser to greater argument. He says, for since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable. So the Old Testament was often mediated through angels. And even the angels on the mountain, when Moses was given that material, there's angels there and you know, they're, they're messengers. That's what, that's what the term means is they're messengers. And so, but in the Old Testament, he says, so the, the angels are there and their message was reliable and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution. So when they disobeyed the angels era of mediation, they got in big trouble. Verse three, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And so during the Old Testament, when people disobeyed the word, they got in trouble. And now it's like, well, now we've got this letter, lesser to greater argument. And the author of Hebrews is saying, well, if God was upset when the prophets and angels were neglected, how much more do you think he'll be upset when we neglect our salvation that was given to us by the Son, the very second person of the Trinity? It's not an angel just talking. It's God himself in the flesh on earth as God's word, logos to us. He is the word, the ultimate word, the ultimate priest, the ultimate prophet, the ultimate. He's bigger than angels. He's the, he's the greatest word. And so God's going to be very angry with us. And I think that can spin us out because one of the biggest questions that people debate in the book of Hebrews is like, well, what about perseverance? I mean, it's once saved, always saved. And yeah, what about grace? I'm like, I don't understand how, how we deal with that. Well, it's a complicated thing. We're going to talk about it more in the future, but I think, you know, people are like, well, we're going to lose our salvation. No, this is not talking about that. And I know it's complicated and there's several views, but, and ultimately I think this kind of may be helpful. I think the, the warnings are really the flip side to an encouragement. And so if you're being encouraged, the warning is, it's also with that. And so if I tell you not to drink poison, you're not going to drink poison and the means of which of the warning is part of that not drinking the poison. It's complicated, but it's like, look, 
the warning is there to serve as spurning us on in an encouragement. And if you see it as the flip side to an encouragement, and sometimes we do need a kick in the rear, and that's kind of what these warning passages serve. Yes, I think they're written to believers, and I think there's a kick in the pants as well as an encouragement, and they go together. And I think the, the um, I'm putting my fingers together. You can't see the, through the microphone, but that that unity, that how they go hand in hand is really where the theology and the practice of Hebrews gets really meaty. And so I pray and hope that y'all will continue to stick with it and chew on the word for yourself and really take these warnings and these uh, implications and imperatives really seriously. And so as a practical takeaway, I've gone long again, (laughs) sorry, but as a practical takeaway, the author says, pay attention, pay closer attention to what we have heard. There it is. Pay attention to what you have heard. We've already heard this message of salvation. And so how do we continue on in the knowledge that Jesus is greater than? Well, it's through um, knowing. It's the theology. It's the indicative. And it's also the imperative. It's the practice. And so it's theology and practice. They're kind of like the oars that keep us paddling um, in working out our salvation. I didn't say working for. I said working out our salvation. And so as we are walking out our salvation Um, and realizing that we're not saved by obeying Jesus, but once we're saved, we obey him in an eager and grateful response to his grace. In the midst of that walk and that battle and that tension, may our law and our cry be, Jesus is greater than. I hope this helps you, and you all have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.